Kia ora and welcome into the 4th and Forever podcast. I am joined once again by our very special guest, my dad, Mr. Stephen Bothwell. Now, we are recording this episode directly after the AFC East one, so I shall forego most of the pleasantries this time. But uh, you all good, Dad? When's your coffee and your cookies supposed to be arriving? They better be coming up here very soon. Just, <laughs> just, just ordered it. So it's on its way. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe we managed to get a, a little appearance from Mum on this one. Uh, we'll, we'll see how she goes. Uh, she might want to say some words, maybe offer a, a little bit of her thoughts on perhaps the Jamal Adams trade or something. I don't know. Uh, obviously, she is more plugged in oh, yeah. than all yeah, of us. Yeah, she had very strong opinions on that when I talked to her yesterday I, about it. I, I bet she did. <laughs> I bet she did. Uh, so, yeah, uh, today we are talking about the AFC West. Uh, obviously, that is a division which we have a lot uh, invested in, both as Denver Broncos fans. Um it was uh, an interesting division last season, and obviously our Broncos, we feel kind of let us down, but when you actually look at the end result of uh, seven and nine, uh, especially with, was it four out of five wins uh, down the stretch as well with Drew Locke at the helm? Five and two, I thought, a wasn't lot it? To, No, it was... Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, four, 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 five, four and one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Las Vegas Raiders now, which is really weird to say, rather than Oakland. Um, oh, this is, they this is, are this is still scum. Their way up. <laughs> this is scum. Yeah, true. It's true. a lot easier. <laughs> hey, hey, I can't, I can't, I can't go, uh, go saying that. I'm supposed to try and be impartial, uh, especially since what? Uh, one of my bosses that works a Raiders fan. I got to be careful. That's, that's not, I, mean, I know, I know. You know, fine. Well, it's all undertones. That's not, though, that's Dad. Not, it's just that's not the way I brought you up. <laughs> It's, yeah, but I've got to go for subtle digs. Otherwise, if, if there are any listeners out there who uh, who are, are supporters of these, then they might start feeling attacked. And this is this podcast is a safe space. Yeah, right. It's the NFL. It's not. Yeah. They hunt. They in the NFL. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. That's it. Done now. Uh, well, it was it was good having a podcast for a while. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Uh, also, the LA Chargers were a dumpster fire, but the uh, Kansas City Chiefs went on to win it all, and they're looking pretty good value to perhaps do it again and start up a dynasty. So, I think we should start off with the Andy Reid-led Kansas City Chiefs, who went 12-4 and last season. Um, a lot of people were expecting fireworks from them, and they duly delivered. Of course, maybe not on the same level as the 50-plus touchdowns that uh, Patrick Mahomes put up in his previous campaign. Uh, it was a little more grounded than that, but people were still struggling to keep a lid on this offense. And the defense really managed to step it up as well. So in, in their draft, they picked up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU, who will just be another nice compliment to that that lineup I guess I mean they were pretty deep at running back but um, they have just lost uh, a potential uh, Super Bowl MVP in um, oh god what was his name again the KC running back it's, it's a it's a D something because they all started with D <laughs> Damien Damien well, got my... Williams Damien Williams okay. that was the one I got him I got it. I knew I'd get See, it I don't, I don't do fantasy time. league now so I don't know any starters so yeah, <laughs> but um, and you have uh, Willie Gay Jr. inside linebacker of uh, Mississippi State mm-hmm. uh, for the second round. Uh, they lost Kendall Fuller to Washington on a four-year, forty million dollar deal. But for my money, he wasn't really doing what uh, I would want of a cornerback in that system. But um, they added little in the way of any other new talent as they spent big to keep their own people in the building. Patrick Mahomes obviously signed that gargantuan half a billion dollar deal uh, to keep him in KC for the best part of a decade. And they also gave d- defensive tackle Chris Jones big money in order to stay there too. So the, the main concern for the Chiefs is how can they keep this together? So Mahomes' contract extension doesn't really click in for another two seasons, allowing them to really keep hold of their talent over that time. So they will still need to pay some other players at some point. There's maybe going to be someone who's going to be the odd one out. But, I mean, how are they going to go this season? Well, I, I don't see much of a drop-off this season. It is exceptionally difficult to repeat as uh, Super Bowl champions for various reasons. They manage to stay fit, generally. 
or all the last mm-hmm. season. And so that's the, the chance of them staying fit for the whole of this season. You know, that, that's that's another thing. Yeah, especially after the the, the off season that everyone's had. Yeah, uh, I, I try I try not to hark back to that. I think it's, we should probably just say that's an obvious and a mm-hmm, given mm-hmm. going forward yeah. with these these podcasts. But um, so the, it is is a real big factor. But the the, the money thing that you're saying, Mahomes contract doesn't kick in for a, a while yet. I, I don't know. They, probably for the salary cap purposes, but. He's gonna be happy just sitting there, having to wait for his money. What I mean, if you now? have to wait just a couple more seasons could, in order to get uh, five hundred million dollars, yeah, I could I could hang on to my got my five million a season. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I mean, that's I think it. of the five hundred million dollars, about four hundred and fifty million of it is guaranteed okay. or something. Okay, okay, so he's, he's he's looking good. He's certainly, he's certainly, um, certainly worth it. But it's gonna be difficult. To keep together a team, you know, it's worthy of winning a Super Bowl because it is notorious. Mm-hmm. It really is difficult. Even even back in the day, if any other legendary, well, even like Elway or Marino, there wasn't a salary cap. But even even the 49ers, it was difficult to keep a winning team together. Mm-hmm. And once the salary cap era kicked in, it's it's now an impossible. Soon soon as yeah. you win a Super Bowl, you lose players. You can't afford to keep them. It's the new contracts. They want to get paid because these guys, generally, the career is short, so they want a, they want a big payday. Absolutely, so that, that will uh, that will become increasingly difficult. Although, yeah, I don't. I, they'll certainly win the FC West. I can't. That's not a, not an issue there. <laughs> but as other teams in the FC can actually could could. could uh, and run with the Kansas City Chiefs. I would, I would have loved to see the Chiefs and the, the Ravens playing off in the championship game. I yeah, would have loved to that would have been a key. Well, I mean, you get to see it in week three, but we'll, we'll get onto that later on. Yeah. Um, like you, you mentioned uh, teams are going to win a Super Bowl. It's usually because they've got great players and some of them need to get paid and they move on. Now, the fact that the Chiefs have managed to keep most of their players in the building mm-hmm. is... Uh, very important and I think that's one of the main reasons why Mahomes is saying that he won't like ask for this money now it's all it's a contract extension meaning that like for the next few seasons there's going to be this extra salary cap room allowing them to keep players like Chris Jones uh, happy but when you've still got to pay Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey yeah, yeah. that's where the concern starts yeah, well, to, I've, I've, to, to dribble in and I was going to be a whole list of those you know, it's got to be a never-ending. And they've got a good group of players together. You know, but they're, they're, well, they lost four games last season, so you can't beat them. But they've, yeah. but they've got a good, I mean, good group of players. They've got, they've got an absolute start. Start at quarterback. Jones is just a wrecker on defense. And they've got a, yeah. they've got a good coaching staff, Stuart, much as it pains me to admit it. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Andy Reid's still one of the one of the best play callers in the game. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is probably just one more season away from getting an excellent job himself, despite the fact that he's probably been just hanging he off Andy Reid's coattails. Yeah, he should have got the he should have got a job before. Back to what mentioned the last one, the old boys network. You know, guys like mm-hmm. you know, thought Eric Bieniemy would have got one last year. When they yeah, had well, him, never mind. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, it's a, there's a very limited number of positions going on around the league, mm-hmm. and uh, other people have been looking to the college ranks more and more lately, uh, as well as the the old uh, old guard. Um, but yeah, and I think one of the most important acquisitions of the previous season was getting Steve Spagnuolo in there as defensive coordinator because mm-hmm. he really helped uh, put together a defense that could actually stop teams when they tried to chase. Um, having Chris Jones there obviously really helps. They did bring in Frank Clark, who got an awful lot of money for someone who probably wasn't as good a contributor as you would like, but he's still very good. Um, and you've got uh, Ter- like Tara Matthew back there too, Brashad Breland. Um, they, they, they managed to get themselves up from being a terrible uh, de- defense. I'm going to have to pause very briefly. Hi, Mom. She can't hear you. He says, hi, Mom. Hi. What do you think of the Kansas City Chiefs' chances this season? 
What do you think of the Kansas City Chiefs chances this season? Not a lot. Oh, not a lot. Oh, well, you heard it here first, guys. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to plummet. Yep. That's right. That's, I've, got my, I've got my coffee now. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mum. I'll speak to you after this. <laughs> oh, and a peanut butter cookie, Martin. Oh, not bad. You're going to be crunching that right into the microphone, are you? I'll maybe switch my no, mic you got off. No, you got to put it in your tongue and just sort of let it let it soften up well, for a bit, melt, and then it'll be all right. in the mouth. Cheers. Nice. Lovely. Um, yeah, like... Steve Spagnuolo took a defense that was bottom of the barrel and made them respectable last season. And that is all they needed to do when your offense is as explosive as it is. And all they need to do is really just keep doing what they were doing last season, I think. Yeah, well, the divisional game, Houston put 28 points in, but that wasn't an issue. 28 points no, down, that, did the bat an eyelid. That's a, that's a, quor a quarter's work for Patrick Mahomes. Scary. Uh, if you just just get him the ball back and let him fly, I think that and yeah, uh, they... I think the the key to NBA plays against him is pass rush. You've got to get in his face, yep. and you've got to hit him. You've got to slow him down. That's all. Which is easier said than done because all. he's an excellent athlete. He's yeah, great on his feet. Yeah, that's, that's the only way to do it. Got to, got to hurt him. Got to slow him down. That is part. That mm, is part. That like, is part of the game. It's not. It's not. I'm not saying. I'm not advocating late hits or anything like that. But you've got to get in his face. Yeah, be physical, mm -hmm. uh, as as physical as you can when you're trying to chase down the league's <laughs> real marquee player. Mm. Um, and the Texans will get an opportunity to have a go back at him uh, as early as week one, as they actually open the season. So the the Chiefs will be welcomed by the Texans. They will then welcome the Chargers. They will then welcome the Ravens. They then go to the Patriots, and then they go to the Raiders. So that's a, a very interesting start to the season. Yeah, there. That's uh, certainly week week one and week one and three are going to be very very watchable. Yeah, the Texans, despite the, despite the fact that Deshaun Watson's got nobody to throw the ball to, because he's well, you say that. I mean, coaches, like like Hopkins has. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, gone gone out. But I think they, they have improved elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. But he's still very good, Sean Watson. He's one of the top. I'd say he's a, well, definitely a top five quarterback. Maybe mm. even top three. Yeah, on his day, like he just has to cut out some of those stinker games that he has, yeah. and and just be like okay when he's bad. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's just getting that happening there. But uh, I mean, for the moment, he, he also needs to stop having to run for his life. Uh, so the Texans, well, we we spoke about them in, uh, in a previous episode. Um, they're still going to have to stop Chris Jones from getting up yeah, near him a lot yeah. of the time. The, the, the thing with the Texans is they're, they're usually quite decent defensively, but offensively, I don't think they've got enough to hang with the Chiefs. Having said that, it's week one, so I think that's about the best. Anything can that's happen about, in an early season. That's about the best chance you would have a beat the, um, Portland, the Chiefs, I think. Yeah, so I I, I, would, so. I would think that Texans got a chance to win that one. And what was the other one you mentioned? It's uh, Texans, then uh, at home to the Chargers. Oh, that's, that's a win for Kansas. Yep, should be a win. Oh, then the, there's the, the Ravens versus Chiefs. Yeah, okay, that's maybe yeah. one. Yeah, looking forward to that. I hope we get a season. <laughs> I hope we get well. I hope the season lasts at least three games anyway, so I can get to see that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just make that our Super Bowl if it has to be. Um. And then it's the uh, Patriots away and Raiders away. That's two wins. So, yeah, I'd say so. So one, two, three. I want to. I want to put them four and one after five games. Yeah, I mean, that, that, um, whether it's the Texans or the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Sorry, whether it's Texans or Ravens. I think someone's got to manage to beat them at some point in the season. Yeah. And if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be one of those two guys. Yeah. Neither, neither the Patriots nor the Raiders. The, the Chiefs probably won't even get their pajamas to. To win that one, <laughs> mail it in. Yeah, well, uh, another team who certainly can't afford to mail it in would be our Denver Broncos, who miraculously finished second in the division mm -hmm. last season at seven and nine. Um, it started just so horrendously and just seemed to get get worse and worse, and then we finally make the move to switch to Drew Locke after he came back from a from a busted thumb. Um, 
the, the Broncos are doing what they can to try and keep chase with the Chiefs. And that means really just going hard for uh, for playmakers and protection for Drew Locke. Yeah, speed. So, I'm just in speed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get, getting hold of uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama, with the 15th pick in the draft this season was uh, an absolute steal. Uh, a lot of people had him as a top 10, even top 5 prospect in this draft. Uh, what like One of the top marquee wide receivers in a draft filled with marquee wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also managed to pick up an absolute weapon in KJ Hamler, wide receiver from Penn State, who has his problems with drops, but he is he can really take the lid off of a defense. Uh, we also picked up Lloyd Cushenbury to help shore up the middle. Uh, we picked up Graham Glasgow from Detroit on a four-year, $44 million deal. Uh, Melvin Gordon to stick in the backfield along with Philip Lindsay on a two-year, $16 million deal. It was really good that he managed to keep hold of Shelby Harris for really cheap. And we also got Jarrell Casey for next to nothing great. from the Titans, which is a really, really good move. I don't know what they were smoking, um, Titans. Really don't. No. I think it was probably just a, a, a cap casualty more than anything. Mm. Um uh, we just have the space. We we let Connor McGovern move. Uh, unfortunately, one of my favourite players of the last uh, decade or so, Chris Harris Jr., has um, defected to the Los Angeles Chargers. But you know, sometimes you just have to let it happen. And it was maybe his time. Derek Wolf's also moved on. I think Will Parks moving to Philly is going to be a real bargain for them. Uh, so unfortunately, we couldn't keep him around. But yeah, certainly surrounding Drew Locke with with talent is great. Unfortunately, we did lose uh, Juwan James to the COVID opt-out list. But all those electrifying playmakers around him. It's going to be a new offensive system with Pat Shermer at the helm. Uh, But Bradley Chubb comes back in defense. Bryce Callahan's fit. Justin Simmons is back in the building. There's a lot to be positive about in Denver. Justin Simmons had to get um, the franchise target. I I think they should have sorted a deal for them. But uh, this whole season's sort of up in the air with the COVID stuff. But yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's all. The defense is still going to be pretty good. I -hmm. think all this revolves around Drew Locke. And uh, he did did show up very well last year. Maybe a, a couple of the wins, maybe slightly lucky, but uh, the one he did, did play really well in was away at the Texans. He just lit them up. That was so spectacular. Absolutely destroyed them. And he's got a big, yeah. he's got a big arm as well. So, but you know, a few more games under his belt, a year, another year, a different system. But yeah, but you know, he's only played about five games in the old system. So yeah, yeah, and I, it's it's yeah. There's definitely a lot of room for growth this season, and with the weapons he's got there, of course, I didn't even mention the fact that Cortland Sutton is turning into an absolute bona fide oh, stud. Or something else. Uh, some of the some of the plays he was coming up with last season, including absolutely mossing people for touchdowns, uh, he's he's looking real special. He's really turning into something very very special. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite excited. Like, just quite looking excited at that receiving that setup. Quite excited about that prospect, yeah. really. Him and um, again. A rookie receiver on the other side, but Jerry Judy, the potential. He's the most polished like route runner that's ever come out of college that I can remember. Well, I saw I, I saw um, something on online about him changing direction. He was doing like a, is he has agility. He was doing like a cone drill. Ah, oh, goodness me! Just, just it is in terms of separation. Yeah. Uh, there's just no one who's really come close. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what I did there. Um, and like yeah, it's just when you look at your like all your wide receivers are on their first contract, your quarterbacks on this first contract, your uh, your starting tight ends are on their first contracts. Noah Fant and Albert O, who actually is Drew Locke's old uh, old tight end yeah. from college. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of youth here, but so much speed. Yes, and well, just... that that is going to be the order of the day well, those, for those, the Denver Broncos well, those, this season. Those two tight ends, the Noah Fant and the the Albert guy. Very, Albert O. You can just say Albert that. O. They're very, Okwebu- very quick Okwebu- for big guys. Very Okwebunam. quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... um. If, if Drew Locke stays healthy and he takes a step in that offense, uh, and, and like the, the offensive line moving on is looking real good too. 
Uh, certainly through the middle, still questions at tackle. Garrett Bowles did not get his fifth-year option um, yeah, applied, yeah. but he is still given, being given one more opportunity to prove himself. Um, it would be good if we could shore up at tackle, but that's just not really going to happen at the moment. Um, but on, on defense, Von Miller had a bit of a down season last year with, uh, with, with injury, and he also missed Bradley Chubb on the other side. Yeah. But... Like I said before, that acquisition of Jarrell Casey makes them like really, really strong up the middle. Uh, Alexander Johnson was a real revelation uh, on an inside linebacker as well. Yeah, like- Actually, a guy who was very much on people's radars as a first-round pick early mm-hmm. in his college career before some rather um, unsavory incidents, which were later, I believe, proven to be false. Uh kind of derailed his career, but he's certainly back on track now. Yeah, Mike Purcell as um, well. Picked up AJ Boye from Jacksonville, ah. and if he manages to get back to where he was before, him, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Bryce Callahan, that is a nice-looking secondary too. Yeah, I agree. I'm keeping everybody fit. Rotating people in and out. I, mean, I think Mike Purcell, I think I mentioned him either. He came on a good good season. He's probably gone now, I don't know. No, uh, no, Mike Purcell is still there as a nice tackle. So. Another of my pals is gone, Derek Wolfie. Well, Derek. Hi, Wolfie. I got a shout out. Sorry, for him. sorry bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, he has moved on uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, if you're if you're going to let him go anywhere, I may as well let him go to Super Bowl contender. Yeah. We do we do salute you, Wolfie. Yeah, promised land. Eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you want to just you know leave them and come back later on in your career, we're, we'll welcome you back with open arms. Yeah, yeah. But um, so Broncos were seven and nine last season. Mm-hmm. Where do you see them going this season? Improvement? Improvement. I would like to think they get to 10, but I think nine's more realistic. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's, again, there's a lot, lot of change there. There's a lot of new players in. Although, I mean, I really like the the, the, Melvin, the trade for Melvin Gordon got slagged off in certain um, areas. But I, I think, I if, think you, it makes if sense. you get the chance to acquire a player like that, you go for it and you, and you get him and Lindsay. And they're both good out the backfield as yeah. well. So it, it's options. It's all options. Yeah, I think um, given the amount of money you you gave Gordon, it's it's fine because it's only a, a short term deal. Well, that's it. We're not paying in. Um, we're not paying else. <laughs> really. Yeah, you can get out of yeah. it. It's fine. And like um, like if we have the money to spend because we're not spending it on a quarterback or mm-hmm. or, or our wide receivers just yet. Um, you may as well put it somewhere whilst you're waiting for these guys to mature into their yeah. their second contracts, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just a it's it, it's a growing team on offense, and then it's a pretty mature team on defense. So if the defense can just be solid enough to allow the offense to do its thing, who really knows where we could go this season? Yeah, um, I, I was quite impressed with the the free agency signings, Graham Glass, Graham Glasgow. Graham Glasgow solid, finally solid, got out of Michigan. Solid guard. And Melvin Gordon, keeping Shelby Harris, that was, that was a big one. That was good. Yeah, for like he thought he was going to get paid pretty big time. Yeah, no, uh, I think he from. was disappointed by his offers. Yeah. Uh, so really, really good to have him back in the yeah, building. Yeah, Casey, he's an absolute monster. Oh, man, yeah. that's an excellent acquisition. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, we'll probably have to pay him big time yeah, at some point I, as well. And from the draft, Louis first... Well, Judy, of course. KJ Hamler, that's maybe a, a, a bit of a but... risk there, mm-hmm. but uh, Lloyd Cushenberry pick, I loved that one. Yeah. We needed someone to go in there after losing Conor McGovern, yeah. and uh, Cushenberry was the best, one of the best centres in the draft, mm-hmm. so you got got to go for him, really. Yeah. Um, so the the first few games, you've got the, the Titans to start with. Uh, so it's at the Titans, then we welcome the Steelers, who uh, I think are going to be a bit under the radar this season, actually, yeah. miraculously. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to uh, TB12's Bucks. Then the Jets come to us, and the Patriots come to us. So, from that, what do you reckon? Three and two, two and three. Well, maybe three. If if we beat the Titans, won't go anyway. I think. So, but yep. it's at home, so but we don't get home field advantage now. So, I would plump for a win there, and then the last two games you mentioned. Patriots, Patriots and, and Jets. I yeah, would win that, those two, but maybe not pick up the other ones. Although there's a potential there, I don't think we're the, quite quite there yet. Mm-hmm. 
That's a, that's a feeling I, can, I get. I can see us. Um, yeah, I still think that. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't help that the Buccaneers have been having practices when they shouldn't. They're cheating already. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, of course, because who else is there? Uh, it's just something to do with a particular quarterback. Anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, I, I, can, I can see us getting three wins there. Um, I think that's probably about about fair. Yeah, I've got my mouth full with the cookies. Susan. Oh, sorry, Dad. Dad's still got his cookie there. <laughs> okay, so whilst he's whilst he's having a nosh, uh, I'll just assume that he's completely agreeing with me on that mm-hmm. one, and we'll move on to. Uh, the penultimate team of this review, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, still feels really weird to say it, but they are there now. Um, they finished seven and nine last season under uh, John Gruden. Um, they went really <laughs> very, very Raiders in their in their draft. Uh, they're, they're clearly still in the rebuilding process. But Mike Mayock and John Gruden are going full Raiders on some of these. High risk, high reward. Uh, Henry Ruggs was picked as the first wide receiver off the board, which left Jerry Judy for us, and I was ecstatic. Thank you, Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. um, Ruggs is clearly a speedster, but he was the third wide receiver on his own depth chart. Um, like he's, he's clearly explosive, but they didn't need to use him. Then whatever, he's still a bit unproven. But that could be a pick that could go really well for them. But I've seen it happen before with the Raiders, with Darius Hayward Bay and the like. They just go for the fastest guy they can get, and somehow that is going to turn into uh, their their cash cow. Yeah. Don't really know about it. And you got Damon Arnett out of Ohio at cornerback with the 19th pick. Like He like didn't even want to play last season. He kind of thought about giving everything up. So... Like, is that the sort of guy you want to have on your team? Oh, is that not what they call? Um, who really is that knows? What they call character issues? Maybe surprisingly, that no, yeah, yeah. that knock on Raiders taking guys with character issues. A knock on Josh Rosen was the, the one that showed that he loved the game. Yeah, weird. Oh, well, I, I don't quite get that one about Josh Rosen. I still really feel for that yeah. guy. Didn't even talk about him in the Dolphins chat there, but um, yeah, I, I, I still hope he makes a career out of it. But time is running out for him. Yeah. Anyway, again, we digress. Um, so I think the likes of Henry Ruggs is really going to need to work out in order to keep that receiving core afloat. Um, Darren Waller at tight end, though, is, is a total stud. Yeah. Um, and they've also brought in Marcus Mariota, who's just waiting in the wings for David Carr to be bad <laughs> enough to step in. But is Carr even that bad? And would Marcus Mariota be an upgrade? No and no. I think, okay. I think Derek Carr gets a lot of negative press. I don't know. Like any quarterback, he can have a bad game. But you, you put him in an area of strength, which is it's a short stuff. It's West Coast stuff. If you want somebody mm-hmm. to sling a ball downfield, it's not Derek Carr. But then, but, yeah, but, he's more of a careful yeah, but, kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, but that, that, that is the Raiders' way of throwing it downfield. Now, they've got... They're trying to change the... And he's, he's proved he can do it. Yeah. He did it in 2016 as well. Yeah. So, I mean... One, one season. Mm-hmm. He gets... Right, you just get the feeling that the... It's a front... Near the front office. The coaching staff are waiting for him to fail. There's, mm-hmm. there's like an undercurrent there, that team. They, they, they're, they're just waiting for him to, to mess it up. And I think that's... He's got to feel that. I mean, even, if, even, yeah. even last season... There was rumours of um, Raiders going, picking QB in the first round. Yeah. And that, that couldn't do much for your confidence. It's not as if he, he's not at the end of his career. He's not an old guy. You know, it's not as if no, I'm no. trying to groom a, a successor. De- Derek Carr is far from the problem in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, I did, did it. it. I did, I did it. it. I Oakland. You know what they should do? I is do it, it. They did should it. just call themselves the, uh, the, Winnib- the Winnebago Raiders or something. You just sort of drive <laughs> yeah. all over the, the states. Just, just, just roll well, up at a stadium. That's it. Everybody out. Well, like since since uh, the Washington team are now known as the the Washington football team, maybe the Raiders should just kind of go the other way and just not give themselves a particular city name. Yeah. And just just call themselves the Raiders football team because oh, right. that would that would that would save everyone this problem every twenty years when they have to shift yeah, all the time. Yes, they just sort of roll up in uh, maybe Wisconsin one week or maybe. North Dakota, just 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 turn up. 
All right, guys, there's a potluck. Where are we going this season? On the Wheel of Teams. So just, just stick a pin in the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a bit of sellotape on the, on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's one for any fans of uh, slapstick comedy oh, yeah. in the UK in the early mid 90s there yep. um, but yeah I mean he's kind of gone through with a bit of riffraff at wide receiver he had Hunter Renfro uh, Tyra Williams and Zay Jones uh, last season uh, he brought in net, uh, drop machine Nelson Aguilar from Philadelphia um, to complement that side as well but now they've got rugs there if he shows up and is what he could potentially be, um, that certainly helps things. Like I said, Darren Waller's great. Um, well, just seen apparently Jason Witten's on the side as well, but he's not uh, like nearly as much as well, he used to be anymore. That's part, that's part of the plan. They'll just, they'll just send rugs bombing down the field to open it up underneath and throw it to the tight ends. Clear out. But yeah, that, clear out machine. But that one I work all the time because I'll know that's going to happen. <laughs> yep. I, I see Henry Ruggs as being a sort of Will Fuller kind of guy, yeah, that's, that's, like for the Texans. Yeah. Uh, he he can be that great weapon, but he, first of all, he needs to be on the field. Now, Ruggs has been really, really good with that. Also, he's really very good with his hands. I think it's maybe just going to be a matter of how how he's used in this system. Like, I actually think he has got a lot of upside. It can really work out well, but... I don't know. And the NFL just has this habit of just chewing up players who are picked just because they're fast. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I can't they do have Josh Jacobs in the backfield as well, still looking excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's a real. He's, also a, a, he's good. He's a good player. Yeah, real deal. Uh, they also took Lynn Bowden Jr. in the uh, third round out of um, I think it was Kentucky. Uh, he's a kind of wide receiver running back hybrid, so it'll be interesting to see how they employ him. Um, and then we've not really talked much about the defense yet. In fact, I've also not talked about their um, free agent incoming. So they picked up Corey Littleton from the Los Angeles Rams. He's an inside linebacker. Um, he, he was he was pretty good with what he did there. Very unheralded linebacker for, for quite a time. Three years, $35 million. They also picked up Nick Kwiatkowski from Chicago. Same position. I'm not necessarily sure about running with two inside linebackers, but all right. Um, and of course the aforementioned Marcus Mariota on the two year $17 million but they're still still building there and um, I'm, I'm looking at the defense now it doesn't look as bad as it did previously but you've got a lot of ifs and buts there yeah. like you need Cleveland Farrell to step up they brought in Carl Nassib that's not the greatest upgrade Maurice Hurst was pretty good. You got Malik Collins from Dallas. Max Crosby was a a, a, a bit of a surprise yeah. last season. Um, and then in your cornerbacks, you got Trayvon Mullen. Damon Arnett needs to be the player that he can be. Demarius Randall, Jonathan Abram comes back from injury, and then you've got the plug and play of Prince Mukamara. Like, it's not bad on paper, but it, it's still got a lot of convincing. Well, I think. they they are. Few games last season they were in a decent position. I saw them; they're quite competitive. But it's like they're finding ways to lose. The last game of the season against the Broncos, they, they shouldn't have lost that. Yeah, they shouldn't have lost that, but they did. So it's uh, yeah, it's a, a little speciality. I, I think that is the way the peanut cookie crumbles. Yes, yeah. well, that's going now. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm actually been seeing half decent things about the Raiders. So. I can speak about Mark. Do you feel dirty now? Uh, I can just speak about Mark Davis's haircut now. That's a bit. That's not a haircut. Uh, that's uh... <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lockdown. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure something just flew on uh, there and died. It's a lock, and... lockdown haircut before lockdown. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. Um, see what you did there. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so their first five games, they oh they got lose them all. Host the Panthers. <laughs> they, they host the Panthers in game one. So. Panthers, who really knows what they're going to be. Well, Bridgewater's a decent QB, but and McCaffrey is a, a force to be reckoned with. He's a really, really good player, McCaffrey. Yeah, but like you, you probably still need to have other folks around him. I'm not sure about that wide receiving core there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually think the Raiders will take that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I then think that they will go to the Saints and lose. Uh, they will welcome the Patriots and... I think they'll win that, Aye. actually. Yeah. But 
who knows? They then go to the Buffalo Bills, uh, where they will lose, mm-hmm. and then they host the Chiefs, which I think that they will also lose. Yeah. So, tough start to the season, but they get a couple of opportunities there with the Panthers and Patriots, who are certainly still reeling a bit. Um, but, yeah, I could I could see them potentially maybe taking a step forward and making this division a little bit more competitive. But they've got to have certain things break their way, um, and they need to just get off of Derek Carr's back a bit. I think so. He's just say like, he's the man. Let him go on with it. There's gonna be no no talk about replacing them because Mariota is certainly not a step up. Mariota had loads and loads of chances at Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the it, it kind of spoke volumes that when they moved on from him onto Ryan Tannehill, which I said that they should just have done from the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that you could see that that team just totally changed. Uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, as much as we wanted him to succeed, uh, it just never quite happened. But who knows? Maybe this change of scenery is what he needed, maybe. much like what Tannehill needed when he was moving on from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I I can see him getting an opportunity if um, if the Raiders only win, say, two out of their first six games. Yes, yes, because that's the way they do things. Uh, they will do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not. There used to be a saying in the NFL like your QB was your starter. You didn't lose your starting job because of injury. You know, mm-hmm. if you get injured, your back at command. If you got fit, you're back in again. That's no way that happens. Now we'll pull the plug on you anything. Well, I guess it just depends on what happens with um, with the guy behind you. Do you have something better there? Yeah. Like um, one of the more recent ones was. Uh, when Alex Smith was playing for the 49ers and he went down mm-hmm. and then Colin Kaepernick came in and he didn't he electrified the league. Well he didn't he didn't go down he, Stuart. he didn't go down. He was they pulled the plug on him. He wasn't injured. Well, I remember I th- rightly. I, I, I thought I thought Smith was doing alright in that particular season. He was actually. but I think um, it was uh, John Jim Harbour. You know, I know how brace of a coach he is. Mm-hmm. He just said, not we're switching my goal with somebody else. So, okay, that could well be the case. I think that was the case. Um yeah, and then and of course uh, again go back to the Joe Montana Steve Young thing, but that's a very different yeah. kettle of fish, okay. strangest thing ever. Um, but yeah, so that's the Las Vegas Raiders, and now we should move on to the Los Angeles Chargers, who will be pretty set up for this COVID thing, as they've already been playing in front of no fans for the mm-hmm. the last little while. Um, they were highly touted again last season and just completely capitulated. They totally chargers everything up, and went five and eleven despite the fact that their roster looked really, oh, really good on paper. Absolutely stacked. Absolutely stacked. It was, it was yeah, a, especially on defense. It was fun to watch, honestly. <laughs> I loved it. Well, that, that, the offensive line's always been a problem, uh, and uh, they've. Lost Philip Rivers. The Philip Rivers era in Los Angeles to San Diego is over. No longer do we have to play the most punchable face in the NFL twice a season, but it does kind of ruin my closet Colts fandom, of course. Uh, so Chargers uh, went Rivers' whole career without a proper offensive line, but have decided to address it when he's left, which is interesting. So they picked up Brian Bulaga from Green Bay as a right tackle, mm-hmm. three-year, $30 million deal, which is nice. Also picked up Linval Joseph to go on the defensive side of the ball, as well as Chris Harris Jr. from Denver. Uh, Joey Bosa signed his big $125 million deal this week. Um, but the, the the most important player on the pitch is the quarterback. And they drafted Justin Herbert with the sixth overall pick in this year's draft. Now, I don't think anyone's expecting him to start this season. Um so, I mean, he's seen as a very risky pick by many, many, many people, especially at sixth overall. Um, but for the time being, this is Tyrod Taylor's team. Now, Tyrod Taylor may actually be better than many are giving him credit for. And this wide receiving core may be better than I was giving it credit for, too. Keenan Allen is great. I think that's obvious. It should be. Anyone who doesn't realize that is wrong and should really take more of a look at him. Uh, Mike Williams is good too, and I really do like the look of KJ Hill, uh, their seventh-round pick, I believe. So if that defense comes into its own and lives up to expectations, and Tyrod uh, can like work with this offense that he's got, 
they could make a big leap up the board in, in this and maybe really challenge the Chiefs again. But who really knows? That's a big, What's your thoughts? That's a big but. It's uh, a big but. It's a giant but. I just want to go on record as saying I don't like teams moving locations. So, mm-hmm. And I think the way they did it San Diego was dreadful. We'll, we'll move on for that. Um, yeah. The, you're right, the roster was stacked. How the lost loving games. It's just it just beggars belief. A lot of that's got to come down to coaching, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not really rating Anthony Lynn no, as a head coach uh, so far. I mean people I are rating him. Right yeah, people were rating him, he hadn't done anything. Um and you speak about finding ways to lose. My goodness, they 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 did everything there. Finding ways to lose. Just just a shocker most of the time. Uh I don't know. They did miss Derwin James a lot last season, of course. He was a big miss for them. Yeah, it's one player, Stuart. It's one player. True. Um, but he, he was like the Jamal Adams sort of yeah. guy. He's like a, a roving player. But you've got all this other depth across there. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Uh, they, they brought in Kenneth Murray to the middle linebacker mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I don't necessarily know how much that's going to be good, but people seem to love him. Yeah. Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., Derwin James, yeah. it's, it's nice. Desmond King's there too. Yeah, I mean, the impression I got last season, they seemed to be competitive every week. But the impression I got was they would give up a big play at the most inopportune time. Yeah. And make a boneheaded mistake, usually with the hand of Philip Rivers. <laughs> yes. Oh, he absolutely, th- he just started throwing the games away. Yeah. I think he had like something like three picks back to back to back. Uh, against was it the Colts or something like that? It was just uh, horrendous. It's just crazy, you know. For a guy, it's probably got to be in the Hall of Fame because of his production over the years. His uh, propensity for interceptions. Ah, and you're right. Name a big game he's won. Ah, ooh, what's easy? It won't be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He just he, he might get to the the playoffs, like he'll get you there. But then once he's there, he just pales away um like perhaps that'll be different in indianapolis mm-hmm. where he's got an actual offensive line to protect him and some good weapons on the outside yeah. but uh maybe it's too little too late for his career well i mean look at try to look at the upside here the, the roster is still intact there's still lots of good players there as you point out tyler and taylor probably is better nobody's ever given him a chance um, He's not as bad as he was no, in Cleveland in no, that stretch. No, either. I, oh, who was good in Cleveland? Sorry, sorry, Darren. But he'll he will a, come back at you now. Give him a, <laughs> give him a, give Tyrod a chance. Because Herbert, mm-hmm. Herbert is not. He's not going to be starting, even though he's a first-round quarterback. To a, there will probably be a climate start him. I don't think it's going to be a climate start Justin Herbert. Some of the, the few college games I watched, it was the, I think it was a bowl game. So a couple of ball games with him and him. He certainly can't throw oh, yeah. the ball. But, but, you know, a lot of question marks there. You know, pro-style offense. Yeah. He's that um, big statuesque, athletic-looking cornerback. Yeah. Quarterback. yeah but, it's um, obsession. His, his anticipation, yeah. NFL is, obsession with tall quarterbacks. Like it it's nonsense. It really is. Yeah, so that's why we were expecting the Broncos to draft him at certain points. But um, we've moved on from that, thankfully. We've got our guy in Drew Locke. Um, Austin Eckler in at running back is uh, getting the getting the chance. He got a nice yeah. contract out of them this season, which I think is the just the right sort of level for a running mm-hmm. back like him. Now, he is, to my mind, one of the best, if not the best, receiving running backs in the NFL. Yeah. And I, I include Christian McCaffrey okay. in that. So I, I think he's going to be so, a real security blanket right, for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they probably need one. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I do see them uh, being better than they were last season, even though they've lost Philip Rivers. Well, I see them. Um, but it's not hard to be better than five wins. No, I see them. I could see them eight and eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're going purely on the roster, they should be you know, double-digit wins. Getting a wild card there, because just purely looking at the roster, it looks looks second best on the in the league in the division to to Kansas, mm. but it's just it's just names and a bit of paper, isn't it? 
<laughs> yep. It's uh, like it's always the case until people have actually been out and started playing some games, and we see what happens in this strange environment. Yeah. We we have no idea what what anyone and is. I still because uh, on on paper is just just income wood. Yeah, but I mean the the stadium situation is not been resolved. It's not ready <laughs> yet, but it doesn't matter. There's nobody going to be there. Uh, well, there's no one going to be at anyone's yeah. stadium, so it'll be it'll be all right. Um, so they start off with the the Bengals, which will be relatively relatively interesting well, because people are going to have eyes on Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so the Bengals go to the Chargers, then Chargers go to the Chiefs, then they go to the Panthers, they host the Bucks and host the Saints. So from that, I can see them winning one. Two. Two, yeah, maybe maybe three. It kind of depends on what that Buccaneers team looks yeah, that's like. Yeah, that's, that's a big certainly Chargers mark. and sorry, yeah, Saints and Chiefs is a, a no go for me. But yeah, Buccaneers is the question mark. So, but I'm still just going to put them down as two and three. Yeah, I'll I'll go up. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right then, so. Let's uh, let's just try and wrap up with our, our ranking within the division. Then, mm. so who's going to be finishing top? Oh, let me guess. Uh, second, third, and fourth. Well, it's got to be the Chiefs, obviously. It's no, yep. nobody even near okay. them. I mean, yeah. Uh, as for the other three, you could interchange them really, because they're mm-hmm. some of a bigger mess. I'm just gonna. Obviously, I'm gonna. Go down the Broncos route and say they get finished second, possibly even a wild, nice. possibly even a wild card. Yeah, well, considering that the wild card uh, like playoffs round has expanded this yeah. season as well, it, it makes you know that, that that a little bit more likely potentially. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm saying that here, here is hoping. Yeah, I'm saying actually, I haven't even looked at the schedule, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this, the schedule you can look at that now, and it will mean one thing now, but then by week four, it means something completely different, yeah. as is the case every single season. Yeah, so but um, I'm thinking Chiefs, yeah, so, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. That's about what I would go for as well. Um, I think it is going to be pretty close between the Broncos and Chargers. Um, it, again, it just depends on how that offensive uh, setup really goes. But if it if it clicks, then it could really click, and it could be causing a lot of teams a lot of problems. But again, if teams don't have time to actually train together and yeah. formulate a partnership, See, the thing is, it's, it's what are you going to do? It's, it's reasonably easy to get a functioning defense on the field because. What you're doing is you're reacting to what the offense is doing. Yeah. So you just get your guys out there. You play man to man. You just keep it basic. Keep your vanilla. Whereas a lot of the offenses are going to be, they're going to get the complicated offenses. There's just not enough time to. They're not getting enough time, enough reps to put these things into place. That's that's my thoughts on it anyway. Um. Do you think that maybe the teams who haven't changed too much over the course of the offseason maybe have a bit of an advantage yeah. in that regard? Indeed. Like if they've managed to retain their, their same systems and same players? Indeed, yeah. It's familiarity. It's a, it's a big thing there. Especially with that, like a quarterback, mm. wide receiver combination. You know, you're, you're going into your route and you turn and you're expecting the ball right there. That, that doesn't just happen with a, a few dozen throws. That's hundreds and hundreds of throws. And they're not going to have time yeah, to do yeah. that this year. Maybe, that, I mean, a lot of that is why Rookie Wide Out stick a foil to settle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because uh, yeah, they the need pace. to learn learn systems, route trees. And, and, and the different pace as well. But familiarity, it's a big yep, thing. Absolutely. And even familiarity with the system or familiarity with the, the coaching staff. If the new head coach puts a different stamp on a team, the emphasis on different things... There's a lot of subtle changes in there, and potentially they all add up. No, it's it's not the same as it was last year. Yeah, uh, there's so many yeah. variables yeah. in a regular NFL season, mm-hmm. but now adding all these additional variables in it just makes it all that more unpredictable. Yeah. So hopefully everyone will be able to have a 
a, a full safe season yep. in the NFL. Uh, that's that's priority. Um, yep. We we want people to continue to live. We love the sport, but people's lives are way more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully things start getting figured out over the next couple of weeks, and um, everyone makes it through. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, but okay, but with a few exceptions, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> not in a, not in a, we wouldn't wish it upon most people. Not in a field related, mainly some certain, no, no, mainly no. certain politicians, but we won't go there. Let's uh, let's stay out of the politics, yeah, yeah. shall we? Uh, I, let's I, stick to as, as I always stick shoot. To what we're good at. Yep. <laughs> All right then, Dad. Um, again, thanks very much for for joining me for this one. I'm I'm sincerely grateful uh, to to have you as my my co-host. Uh, as well as uh, one of my best friends, if not the best friend. And uh, as ever, love and miss you heaps. Yep. Just, Same again, thing. super thankful that you're on it's this. It's been great having a chat with you. It's, don't get a chance very often to just sit here and speak shite with my boy. Yeah, it's uh, pretty great. So, eh? And if I've offended anyone in the past, these past two podcasts, well, tough. Shove that's it. Just what, that's, that's just what I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll, we'll see how we go over the next uh, few weeks maybe get you back on at some point uh, maybe extend an invite to uh, some other folks as well. well maybe see if we can maybe do an NFC uh, South with uh, Jim Rickaby I was maybe considering but I'll, I'll reach out to him and see what we can I'll get I'll see what he says um, he speaks, he's, yep, well, we'll see how we go he speaks shite and all but a bit more considered than me <laughs> not, not, not by much though <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he certainly knows his stuff. He does. But uh, until then, it's uh, it's all just conjecture for now. Um, once once again, one last time, Dad. Thanks very much for joining me. You're welcome. And thank you all at home uh, very much for joining us too. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll hear you, see you all next time. Yeah. Right. Bye bye. Just got hung up.